Hello everyone and thank you very much for coming back. Uh, if you're tuning in earlier, we apologize for all the technical difficulties but we are back and better than ever, <laughs> okay? Hi everyone, I'm Falzi and you are watching Off The Record. Now Off The Record is our weekly live show which has been happening every Saturday for at 8pm for the last four Saturdays where we invite guests to answer your questions about COVID-19 and any other related concerns you might have. Now before we go any further, do us a favour and give us a like if you enjoyed this video and remember to share the link to our show with everyone you know. Now last week I spoke to Minister for Finance and co-chair of the multi-ministry task force Mr Lawrence Wong about Singapore's efforts against COVID-19. As always if you missed that or any of the previous episodes feel free to check out the recordings after this stream. Now today we have two very special guests over to talk about another important topic and that is caring for your mental health during COVID-19. And up first we have principal psychologist at the therapy room, Dr. Geraldine Tan. Hello, Faldi. <laughs> hello, hello. Thank you very much for being here with us. Now, for everyone tuning in, we want this to be an interactive session. So if you have any questions for Dr. Tan, please leave them in the comments and we will have we will compile them to be asked throughout the entire stream. All right. But to get us started this evening, Dr. Tan, yep. why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you do? Uh <clears throat> Yeah, I get asked all the time until I don't know where to start, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I deal with um, the whole spectrum of psychology. Mm -hmm. So from the little ones right up to the adults. And then for the little ones, they are learning disorders, behavioral issues, and the adults, all the clinical issues also, including the learning disorders. Mm. Yeah, so the, the work that we do, it has exponentially increased during this period of time. <laughs> Yes, and um, yeah. So, so counseling would be a, a major part of what I do, uh, and yeah. Sometimes I feel like I grow roots in my chair because <laughs> I'm seated in my chair all the time, and it's not like we talk all the time. Right. The clients talk all the time. Ah, yeah. So this time round is opposite. Yes. You're talking. Oh, oh I'm talking. <laughs> yes, okay. Yes. okay. <laughs> but perfect. I mean, you're the perfect person to answer some of the questions that we have right here. So, Dr. Tan, are you ready? Let's go. Okay, perfect. The first question is, how would you define mental wellness and what does being mentally well mean? Mm, so, mental wellness. So, we look at mental health. Mental mm. health covers mm, basically three components. The social component, you know, the social health. Okay. Uh, the mental health, okay, which is what we call the psychological health, but mental capacity, mental health, mental functioning, and the emotional health. So, this basic three different components and whether it's well or not is whether we can actually think feel and do and if any parts is not feeling too good fair mm. enough okay um you you mentioned about um having a lot more work during this <laughs> pandemic right yes. um maybe specifically in relation to the pandemic, how does mm. it affect mental health? Uh, and what are some of the trends that you have observed? Yeah, so one big, big thing is just now as I was talking about the emotional well-being, mm. right? And emotional health. So the emotional health has been really kind of affected by COVID because COVID hit us and it was a crisis. Mm -hmm. So our whole being was just, you know, shocked into like uh, uh, an imbalance. Yeah, so the emotions are being um, affected. 
And one of the big thing that is occurring now is a lot of people come to us with anxiety. Okay. High tension. You know, they're worried all the time. Yeah, uh, and it's not... Uh, only um, for COVID itself, it's not only because of the pandemic, but it is a result of. So it's oh. a consequence of. So it could be uh, family issues. It could be work issues. Um, it could be just even themselves because mm -hmm. a lot of reflection and self-reflection is going on these days. So their emotions are affected. Their mental capacity is being affected. If you are so worried, they cannot function. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, needless to say, in this climate, social health is definitely being affected. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, there's this thing called COVID-19 fatigue. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard of it. Um, what exactly does it mean? It's the pandemic fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> so COVID-19 is just the disorder itself, but it's a pandemic fatigue. Mm. And it is very prolonged. So earlier I said crisis hit us. We expected it to blow over like right. any crisis. And then we came into this year and then we're like, Oh, you mean it's not ending? Why is it not ending? And it that the dragginess of it just drags our mood down. We're so exhausted from mm. it. That's why it's fatigue, right? Yeah. And we don't know where we are going with this. There mm -hmm. seems to be no light at the end of the tunnel. Plus the fact every time our hopes are raised, <laughs> it gets crushed. Yeah, I mean, the very classic one would be like the Hong Kong to Singapore yeah, air yeah. travel bubble. Twice over, it got crushed by no fault of anyone, yeah. you know, but that's where a lot of people go, yes, yes, yes. And even for those that did not buy the tickets, right, yeah. they are looking and hoping that it goes through. So it gives a li little bit more liberation, like, ah, okay, yes, I think, you know, it's going to be all better now, but it's not. Well, hopefully, with more people getting vaccinated, uh, there is still a little bit of light coming at the end of the tunnel. So that's really good. Um, uh, now, this question is about young people. Mm. I think specifically people who are watching this, I think they're yes. curious. Yes. Are young people actually more susceptible to mental health issues? Mm. I think the conversation about mental health has definitely picked up yep. uh, with social yep. media during the pandemic. Do mm. you think young people are... A little bit more susceptible to this. So young people, can you define the age oh, for me? I mean, <laughs> maybe maybe youth and teens, maybe teens yeah. and youth. So yeah. up to thirty five. So maybe youth yeah, is until thirty. Maybe my age, my age around thirty five. I don't know. How old you are. <laughs> um, okay, so I would say that each age group have their own challenges. Okay. So the youth are going through a lot of different changes, a mm. lot of different transitions. So they will feel a lot of challenge during this period of time. Right. Because they go through a lot of life events. So life events we know, so in, in psychology, every life event brings a lot of stress. Okay. Yeah. And the stress stays with us until it blows over. Oh. So for these uh, youths, teens, they're going through a lot of changes. So for those that are, uh, so take our secondary school mm. population, right? So sec twos, they have, uh, they 
that they are going through that that um choosing their subjects their combi and everything and oh. covid hit so now everything is a bit disrupted because their learning styles everything are different uh, the, the the mode of learning is different and then those that have had to take o levels a levels suddenly you right. know the world already stressful <laughs> yeah. the world would turn upside down you know um by the entire i i, I don't know this mm. this entire system right that had to change with the pandemic you know and then the choice that they have to make uh which uh secondary school which jc which poly now suddenly everything gets disrupted Oh, I never mm. realized and how important these yeah. milestones are in mm. our lives, right? I, mm. Maybe for me, I've taken it for granted mm. how much that, you know, these part, are big parts of our lives and we just live through them, but the kids now have to go through them during a pandemic. Yeah. Okay, that's actually a very interesting thought. Uh, now, I think with that, how can youths take care of their mental health during these trying times? <laughs> think the big thing is mm. please disconnect from your devices and i'm looking straight <laughs> at the camera now yes. Talk, tell them tell them <laughs> but please follow this show <laughs> because it's good good uh good material yes, yes yes in it um but i realized so many of them and i'll, I'll, I'll clarify mm. um they would have two to three screens on when they are doing, oh, you're I'm looking. guilty. I'm very guilty of that. <laughs> Just this afternoon, my little boy was, he's not so little, he's, uh, he's a teen. Mm -hmm. He's supposed to do his work. He has one screen on to do his work. And then I heard him talking. So I went in to check. He had another screen on and it had this cord on it. Ah. And I was like, who are you talking to? You know, and I was trying to listen. And on the other side, there was no sound. It was just a lot of like random noises, home mm. noises. And then he had his uh, uh, phone by his side. And I was like, oh my gosh, how many devices do you have? Mm. And a lot of teens, a lot of youths are very comfortable being on their devices. Right. And they don't go out. So they are very, already we are so socially distant. Right. We are forced to be with all the masks and stand one meter apart, don't talk in the lifts, don't talk in the trains. And then suddenly you're just stuck at home and right. you're not connecting, you know, face to face with another person. Yeah. And we don't realize how important it is. Yeah. So for the youth. That's the first thing that I would say, although a bit naggy, but yeah. I must, I must take that advice. <laughs> <laughs> I must take that advice. Okay, we do uh, have a bit of a viewer question here um, from Kezia Tan. Uh, it's a little bit out of the topic of school. Okay. Maybe this one is about for, for those people who are a little bit older. Okay. All right. The question is, what are some things organizations can do to help with mental health in a workplace setting? Mm. Maybe, yeah, I mean, nowadays a lot of people are working from home, yes. for example, maybe in that situation, or um, mm. also possibly in the future. Yeah. Especially when we get out of this pandemic. Mm. Is that are there things that the companies and organizations can do to promote a mental well um, a me mental well-being? Yep. So I uh, because with the change from uh, from work from office to work mm. from home, there is a huge shift, and there are a lot of other dynamics. So it's not that the workplace has no work dynamics, but the home environment have a different set of dynamics. So I always encourage the employee 
employers to find out the home environment. Oh. Yeah, because sometimes they have um, children running at home, young children running at home. So it might be very difficult for them to turn on the mic because right. the kids are, you know, screaming behind or they're practicing the piano as I was having one session and I could hear your kid is playing piano behind you. Yeah, 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 practicing. Oh, but they, they try to put the dampener ready. Right. Yeah. So please, you know, find out a little bit more before faulting them for not turning on the, the video or not turning on the mics, you know. Okay. Um, and because at, in the workplace, we can cite the person. The person can cite you quite mm. easily. Mm. You know, at home, you cannot cite anyone. So a text will be great. You know, weekly meetings. If if it's too much, at least monthly meetings. Right, mm. right, right. Okay. About what about like maybe in the future, mm. once we get out of this pandemic and people start coming to the office, mm. uh, mental health is such an important topic that people mm. are talking about. And mm. it's definitely something that we will carry on mm. talking about in the future. Is there any advice for that? So the the whole um, checking in on the emotional well-being okay. part because when you can see the person, you can look at the person and say, hey, you don't look so good today. Mm. Yeah, but when someone is at home and very far away, then you need to rely on uh, a text or them communicating to them that they can, you know, approach you at any time if right. they have an issue. Okay. Mm. That's, yeah, that's good advice. All right, uh, we've got the next question here. Mm. Where can youth, we're going back to youth again, where can youth seek help for distress and mental health conditions? Okay. I think this is a good, important question. I think most of the time, people seem to, you know, know that something exists, mm. but they don't know mm. exactly where. Mm, so they ha uh, we have a few hotlines that are already set up, mm. you know, the National Healthcare uh, uh, hotline numbers. Mm, mm, mm. Um, and you can easily go on their websites to ch uh, website to check it. Um, Beyond the Label, I think, have also uh, set up something yes. for them. Uh, uh, chat at Escape. Okay. Yeah, so right on the top floor, if I'm not wrong, uh, they have free services for the youths. Yeah, so they can just pop in there, no judgment, no questions asked. Singapore Psychological Society also have one site community and uh, a few of us are on board with reduced fees or pro bono. Oh. So you get a whole lot of um, registered psychologists who are providing reduced fees or pro bono so the youth can always check out. Nice, nice. Mm. I do have a little note here uh, that actually there is um, Bell. A beyond the label help mm. bot that mm. is actually an avenue for any youths if you're looking to seek for help that mm. that, uh, that help bot can actually help you out in that yes. sense all right we have a next question here okay ooh, interesting what are some common mental health struggles that singaporeans face nowadays mm. so we have the you know really big bulk of uh depression and anxiety ah, yeah okay, okay so um i think uh, you know even without the pandemic depression was 
quite a major issue with I many see. of our youths. Yeah, uh, high stress level, they have self-injurious behavior, they feel very cornered, they have a lot of existential questions, okay. they don't know which direction. Even those that are, are beyond the teens, you know, working, they are questioning why, which direction am I going towards? Why am I working? What's the purpose of my work? Yeah, so it's been quite tough, especially during this period of time where they really cannot see why are they working so hard for. Right, <laughs> right. That actually does make sense. Okay, mm. uh, are there any tips in terms of ways we can help manage these struggles? Mm. So I came up with uh, CALM. Okay? okay. So C stands for compassion, compassion for the self. Okay. Yeah, so that needs to be the first thing that we remember but it's very, very difficult. So I go on to the next one, which is A, acknowledge. Acknowledge that you do have an issue. Acknowledge the discomfort in your body. Mm. Acknowledge like you are, whatever emotions that you have. And then we learn how to deal with them. You know, we learn from the past to deal with, you know, the future. Yeah, so no, we learn from the past so that we know what to do now so that we enhance the future. Right. Mm. And the last one is M. And I was using it as embrace. So it doesn't start with M. <laughs> Close but enough. But it sounds yeah. like <laughs> yes. M. Yeah, so embrace help. A mm. lot of people forget to embrace the resources that are around them. So we just listed a whole lot of, uh, uh, you know, helplines and um, resources that are available, but mm. people forget that they can embrace, you know, and don't feel shy because it is there for a reason. You know, if you feel like, oh, I feel very paisay, I feel very embarrassed, or I, I'm going to feel judged that I go and take, you know, a, a session with someone, then you're not, you're doing a disservice to yourself. There you go. All right. Now we have a question here. Uh, mm. Good one. Should I tell anyone that I'm struggling with my mental health? You not only should tell, you should download to the whoever. I hear this oh, all the download. time. download. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I use that because um, we have all the technology here, right? Mm. But we forget to do it, you right. know? Yeah. But I hear that all the time that the, the use, the, um, no matter how old they are, they say, but I don't want to put my burden on to someone else. They are going through, you know, a lot themselves. Yeah. Okay. If you don't want to do that, please go and seek some professional help then. Mm. Because we are definitely not burdened <laughs> by you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think one final question is, uh, how can we fight stigma towards Persons with mental health conditions. I think it's a very important question. It is, it is. And mm. already by us talking about this right. so openly, right. it's a huge step forward. And I think we were discussing earlier, you know, during our little chit-chat, that the schools are talking about it more openly also. So the, the children learn from a very young age that it's okay to talk about, mm. you know, feeling mentally well or being mentally healthy so that's important right mm. right right okay yeah i mean things like i mean stigma only not, not only comes from this from other people mm. but also from the self as well yep. right all yep. right yep fantastic uh i think what we are wrapping it up for yes. dr tan yes uh, 
Any final words yes, before yes. you go? I've prepared a, a little oh, coat. We yeah, love but that. My, my, my favourite, you know, author Maya Angelou. Okay. So she says, We delight in the beauty of butterfly, of the butterfly, but rarely admit the changes it has gone through to achieve that beauty. Wow. Yeah, so isn't it nice? It is very nice. It is very nice. So, so that's your final words. Yes. Beautiful. I love that <laughs> ending on a poetic note. Uh, thank you very much, Dr. Tan. Thank you. Thank you for coming, Dai. Now, before we move on to chat with our second guest, I want to take this opportunity to thank all of you who are tuning in tonight, as well as those of you who have tuned in religiously every week. We really, really appreciate all of your support. Now, Thank you. And for those of you who are just joining us here for the first time, you are watching Off The Record. Now, it's also never too late to give us a like and share this video with all your family and friends so more people can catch it, okay? The next guest is going to be an exciting one. All right, today we've been talking about a topic that many people have started discussing recently and that is about caring for your mental health during this pandemic, all right? To get his take on this topic, we have someone I'm sure many of you will be very familiar with. But before I go to that, I want you all to start thinking of questions, all right? Because we want you to start leaving questions uh, in the comments for our lovely producers behind the scenes to start compiling them and for me to ask this lovely person who's sitting right there. I'm very excited already, okay? Because we have none other then Adrian Pang, actor and artistic director at Pangdemonium. Hi, Adrian. Hello, Fauzi. Thanks <laughs> Hello, for having me. I had me. to stall a little bit for time there because they were setting <laughs> you up. Uh, yes, as I said earlier on, if you have any questions for Adrian, please feel free to leave them in the comments below. And to get started, I have a couple of questions. Maybe cool. tell us a little bit more about what you do and how it is related to today's topic about mental health. Sure. Um, I have been an actor for um, exactly 30 years. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> and uh, um, 10 years ago, uh, my wife, Tracy, and I set up Pangdemonium Theatre Company. Mm -hmm. um, so we've been producing theatre for the last um, 10 years, since, since 2010. And, and um, last year was supposed to be a big year for, for us because we were mm -hmm. going to be celebrating... Tenth year as 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 pandemonium, but then um, something something funny happened to the world, uh, which kind of put a damper on our, on our plans. Right, uh, and it's still putting a damper on our plans uh, because um, um, theatre has basically come to a standstill over mm -hmm. the last um, year and a half. Uh, we're trying in small small steps to restart again. Everybody's trying to get their lives back on track. Um, baby steps. Exactly, exactly mm. that. Uh, you did mention a little bit about how the pandemic has affected your work. Mm. Uh, I think I'm interested in how it has changed in how you work. Oh my God. Uh. Um, <laughs> I mean, the very, the very definition, I suppose, um, traditionally of, of theatre is, is, right. is a group of people congregating in a shared space mm -hmm. to experience... Uh, storytelling absolutely live mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. to have um, a, a piece of drama unfold before their eyes um, performed by live actors. Right. But the pandemic has rendered that completely um, untenable. And so like so many other sectors and so many um, 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 
other occupations, we've all had to, I hate this word, pivot and, and digitize. <laughs> Good. Um, and to digitize theater, it, it's, yeah. it's an oxymoron. Uh, right. but, but we've all had to embrace it, you know. Uh, and even uh, Dr. Tan was saying earlier on, um, seeing clients um, had to be um, um, on, online for a little while. Yes. Um, I, before I, before I um, um, continue, every single thing that Dr. Tan said uh, um, in, in chatting with you, earlier, yep. every single thing resonated with me right. personally. Uh, and and uh, I, I identified with everything that she said. Amazing. Um, it's 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 so true. We we are as a as a, as the human race <laughs> going through some weird existential mm-hmm. crisis here with mm-hmm. with this pandemic, where we are not allowed to coexist in the way that we've become become accustomed to. I mean, the very fact that we're even sitting in a room right. together now is 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 a, is a is a strange thing. We you know um, we haven't been allowed to do that for the longest time so so it's 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 been a real it's been really screwing with all our minds it's certainly screwed with mine for the last year and a half i mean we can all relate i can relate to that as well uh yeah you did talk about you know how you know things have to be things have been digitized all right um do you think it's possible that online platforms can truly replace face-to-face interactions. <laughs> I mean, I don't believe it's, it's possible, but... No, I, I've been, you know, for ages I resisted it yeah. and I was fighting against it. The whole yeah. idea of putting theatre online was was something that I found ridiculous and I just, you know, I just yeah. fought against it for, for, for the longest time. Right. But and and once again, as Dr. Tan was saying, we just we just we thought, you know, this this you know, in a few months, this will be over. We'll get back on track again. No, it just went on and on, month after month after month. There was no end in sight, and even now, there doesn't seem to be any kind of real, mm. real end in sight because little things start getting in the way. You know, every week we 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 are surprised by a new something, by a new variant, um, and. So for the longest time, I, I resisted, you know, putting any of our, our theatre online. But right. but it got to a point where where we went, oh my god, looks like this is the new norm. I mean, if 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 we don't just kind of try to get on board and and, right. and and embrace it in some way, maybe we're going to be left behind. So so in the end, we slightly grudgingly, <laughs> you know, experimented with it. You know, we did a couple of um, productions online. I wouldn't say it was the most fulfilling thing in the world for me, certainly. I mean, there were people who were kind enough to tune in mm-hmm. and some people were very, very supportive of it. Some people right. went, you know, hey, this is this is all not working for me. You know, give us the live thing, which which I was like, yeah, I, I, I want to get back yeah. on stage, but we can't, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I think we've all just had to have no choice but to adapt, adapt yeah. and try to make the best of it, you know, um, and, and, and just hope for the best. Fantastic. All right. Now tell us a little bit, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about what Pangdemonium does. I think specifically in relation to uh, work in addressing mental health conditions. Right. Yeah. Um, Pangdemonium, I mean, our our mission has always been to tell stories Mm -hmm. that make people think, make people feel, make people feel uncomfortable, make people want to debate and argue and even fight over, make people challenge themselves and question themselves about their own beliefs and their own assumptions. 
about their own lives and about the world and about each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and one major part of those challenging questions have arisen out of productions that we've 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 staged that address um, mental health issues, mm-hmm. and we have um, staged um, several productions that um, grapple with this very thorny issue of, of mm-hmm. mental health. And we started out with um, a production in 2013, uh, which was a musical called uh, Next to Normal, which mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Uh, was about a woman who has been struggling with bipolar disorder all her life. Right, right. Um, and then later on the year, we did another production called Gruesome Playground Injuries, which um, looked at um, youth depression, self-harming. Um, we also did a play last year. The first show of our 2020 season um, was a play by Florenzella called The Sun, which was about a teenager who was um, experiencing severe depression. And um, I played the teen's father who could not understand what his right. teen son was going through. Um, and that was the final show that Pangdemonium was able to do before before lockdown kicked in. Uh, and then theater just, you know, ground to a halt. Um, and at the end of every performance of that play, um, I, I would address the audience and say to them, if anyone out there is experiencing any kind of mental health issue, mm-hmm. don't keep it to yourself. Right. Seek help. Two months later, I found myself in that position ah. where COVID just um, rendered me bedridden. Oh, okay. I, I found myself in a dark, dark place and um, literally couldn't get out of bed. Okay. Um, and uh, I found myself in you know, the, the kind of deepest depression that I've, I've ever experienced. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm very comfortable talking about this mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was going through it, I was in denial for a long, long time. Okay. You know, and, and it really took my family supporting me and rallying around me and saying, listen, you have to practice what you preach. Right. You've been telling people to seek help. You have to recognize that you need help now. And, and um, what Dr. Tan was saying, calm, yeah. being compassionate to yourself um, and um, embracing the fact that you need help, embracing the fact that there is help uh, is so, so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I finally got off my ass and went and 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 sought help. And um, since then, I've been seeing a therapist right. regularly uh, online at first. Uh, but then finally, we were able to sit in the same room yeah. and sit there and tell her my stories and cry and shout and scream and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I am on um, antidepressive medication, okay. yep, yep. which I've been taking very faithfully. And it's it's it's... Um, thankfully it's, it's worked for me. It's working for me. It's still a daily struggle. Yep. Um, it's not a, you know, one size fits all quick fix for everyone. Um, but you know, the, the whole thing of self care, Mm -hmm. I never, I never understood that, that concept before. And it's taken COVID to make me realize how damn important it is for everybody to just take a moment 
at the start of every day just to look after yourself and make sure you're ready to face the world, even especially, in fact, how strange the world is right now, to make yourself ready to face right. this strange world. But yeah, that's, um, well, in a nutshell, that, that, that's <laughs> been my year. Yeah, thank you for sharing. I didn't expect that. I was like, <laughs> a little taken off guard. Um, maybe, oh, we have a little, oh, some, a comment, right, from Ivan Lim. Uh, falling was so good. Thanks for allowing it to be shown free last year. From Ivan Lim. Thank you, Ivan. Thanks, thanks, thanks <laughs> yes, for watching. A comment for you. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people can relate to where you've been. Uh, is there any specific steps that you've taken for yourself that could possibly you know, help someone out there to incorporate into their own daily lives? So you talk about like seeking help. What are some things that you do on a day-to-day basis to you know, help you mm. feel better? Sure. Yeah. Um, I got into, and I, like I said, I've never subscribed to this whole kind of, you know, yeah. to me, it was just kind of mumbo jumbo, but, but, <laughs> but, but I, I, I was persuaded to start each day with just a little bit of quiet time. Right. Now, once again, uh, Dr. Tan, oh God, you know, everything she said, like I said, resonated with me. the whole nice. thing about it being so, so such slaves to our, our digital devices. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The first thing that I usually do when I open my eyes in bed is to reach for my phone and check my messages and check my emails. And mm-hmm. that's just, you know, I, I just became a prisoner to this, to this thing. Um, so I had to get into this habit of waking up and just ignoring my phone until I had some time to myself. And I would just right. literally just kind of sit in my bed um, comfortably um, and, and just, just try and shut out all the white noise that that I my mind kicked off the day with mm. and just focus on my breathing. I could never understand how to kind of empty my head. I don't know what that means. Because <laughs> there's always some crap going on inside. Right, right. Um, but 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 just even if it's just to focus on my breathing, literally being very conscious of your inhale, your 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 inhaling and your exhaling and just to just to be just to be conscious. And then I got into this um self-generated um routine of of um <laughs> kind of physically uh ta- in a tactile way kind of sayanging sayanging oh, okay, myself yes, i would yes, sayang yes. my sayang my head sayang my face sayang my heart sayang my stomach and all the rest of it um <laughs> uh it's almost just just kind of trying to give myself right. this kind of positive tactile tangible strokes just to mm. just to start the day um with some self-love right sounds terrible but uh, sounds wrong but um but, but just loving loving myself in the, in the in the best possible way right um before i before i really start the day you know um and i i, I to be honest I, I was a little bit skeptical about right. that to be to begin with but i found that you know once i got into that routine i started the day in a much better mood mm. Um, and, um, that, like I said, you know, it was just a constant, constant thing of, of just being self-aware and being very open about talking about how I was feeling, um, and being very disciplined, you know, um, self-love is, 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 I think there's, um, this is something, something yeah, there's definitely (laughs) something to it. I'm only discovering that like now because of COVID. Thank you, COVID. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love that. I think we will talk to Dr. Tan later <laughs> and see if there's any signs behind this whole idea of sayanging mm. ourselves, right? We'll speak to her later on. Uh, we've got a couple of viewer questions here. Uh, one from Doreen Fan. Uh, what was your outlet for your mental health during this period of time? Was it something that, you know, you channel uh, into your work or something. Well, that's the th- that's the thing because mm. I mean, like I said, I've, I've been doing this for thirty years, yeah. And I think from my early days as as a freelance actor, I I had somehow conditioned myself to to define myself by the work that I was doing. Ah. So say okay, so I'm an actor. Um, so if I'm not acting, if I'm in between jobs, I'm not acting, then I'm not an actor, then, oh my God, who the hell am I? Right. So it was a terrible thing to get into, into, uh, my, my, get my mind conditioned into thinking. But at the time it was almost like a self challenge just to keep on working, just to work as much as I could. Right. Um, and that m- mindset has haunted me for the last 30 years, even, even now at, at my ripe old age, <laughs> um, when I'm in between productions, I, I feel that anxiety. I feel right. that almost, um, that I'm nothing. I'm nothing if I'm not working. Right. I'm nothing if I'm not playing a role. And so COVID was the worst news for me because right. it made me not able to inhabit what was my security of, 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 pretending to be somebody else. So, so, so for the last year and a half, um, I've been just clinging on to whatever life raft floated my way. Right. Um, but thank God, thank God, thank God um, for my family um, because they've always been there and they've always been um, supportive and we've always been the kind of family that kind of overshares with one another. There is nothing that we cannot talk to each other right. about. And, and I'm very, very, very grateful for that. Um, but I also realize that not every family is that way. Not everyone is in a household where they feel free enough to share what they're feeling. Mm-hmm, and, they're, mm-hmm. and COVID has been bad news for a lot of people like that because being stuck at home, especially during um, Circuit Breaker, um, if you're within a not very happy family dynamic, right. that has I, I know, and my therapist kind of shared this with me as well. She she said that a lot of people are are extra stressed out, extra depressed because they are forced to face their family yeah. all the time. And and I suppose going back to the question of the outlet is to find someone to talk to. It's so right. so so important to reach out to someone you trust. It might not be your family member, but but please find someone that you can you can vent what you're feeling uh, and, and share what you're feeling with. Um, it could save your life. Could save your life. Very, very good advice, actually. Uh, and you answered a question that we have from Ismiraudatul Huda Sulaiman, who did ask, how do you communicate your personal struggles with mental health issues to your loved ones? So find someone you trust and start mm, talking yeah. about them. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not easy, especially in an, in an Asian context where... Mm. where you know, we we just don't see we don't we don't tend to share our our deepest darkest <laughs> secrets, you know, with uh, with 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 your loved ones. Um, um, and as a father, I can kind of understand where that comes from. As an Asian, as an Asian dad, right. you know, if your child comes to you and says, 
oh, you know, I've, I've, I've got a pain in my leg. You know, as a father, oh, I'll go and take you to see the doctor. The, the leg doctor will solve your leg problem, <laughs> you know. But if your child comes and tells you, you know, I'm feeling very depressed. Yeah. Oh, um, ooh, that's a bit awkward. Uh, mm. um, just come, go and get some exercise or, you know, ah. um, just, uh, just look on the bright side of things, you know, kind of thing. I mean, which is just not, obviously not, I'm not uh, prescribing that, but I think there's a lot of, of, of yeah. um, families that just don't know how to deal with um, an emotional issue or a mental issue, uh, especially when, when it's such, still such a stigma mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. so many societies. Um, but there must be, must be, you must find someone to talk to. You just have to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think the next one, we'll we wrap it up a little bit nicely with how can we normalize conversations about mental health? I mean, thankfully, I've been noticing that people are much more willing to have conversations like, like yeah. this, like what we're doing right now about mental health. Um, um, certainly when I was growing up and, and going through my own teen nonsense uh, and looking back now, that teen nonsense was, was depression. You know, I was, right. I was going through it even, even then, you know, uh, 40 over years ago. Um, but I couldn't talk to anybody about it. Uh, not my family, you know, I was kind of awkward talking about it to, to, to my friends. Um, but now I notice young people much more willing to, to, to share and talk about it um, and not be afraid to talk about it. Yeah. Um, it's, I think, trying to persuade the older generations that it's, it's a matter of life and death mm-hmm. for a lot of cases because... Mm-hmm. The number of instances of young people not being able to cope um, with their anxiety or, or depression and feeling just completely alone and resorting to the worst um, um, ways of ending it. Yeah, I mean, if, if one life lost through through um, a mental health issue is is one life too many. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's just it's just heartbreaking to know that that still that still happens. Um, so it's it's trying to persuade more and more people that mental illness is an illness, and just like any illness, you need to seek help to treat that illness. That's actually yeah a really good piece. Again, another good piece of advice. Uh, final question. I'm sorry, there was like one more question, and that is how do we fight the stigma? Uh, towards people with mental health conditions. I think this is one of the biggest problems that we still face as a society and mm. we need to figure out ways on how to fight this. Yeah. Any, any thoughts about that? I mean, this whole, this whole thing about building a, a more compassionate mm-hmm. society, mm-hmm. it's so easy to say, yes. you know, um, but it really just comes down to, I think, every single individual realizing that um, we all have to kind of rely on one another. Um, and especially in times of crisis, mm-hmm. like what we're going through, um, you can either manifest the worst sides of yourself by being very protectionist and very selfish and only looking after yourself, yeah. hoping to hoping to just survive this crisis, or you can 
just open up your hearts. I know it sounds right. very kumbaya, but 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 realize that you need people, and if you look after yourself and try to look after your neighbor, your neighbor will hopefully in turn look after you as well. Right. You know. Um, and you know, if we learn, if we don't learn this this lesson of mutual reliance yep. during this time of COVID, then we would have we would have gone through this time for nothing. And you know, I, I, I personally want to have learned something tangible and positive out of this this nightmare we're going through <laughs> <laughs> absolutely okay yeah i have a little note here yet again if you guys are tuning in uh beyond the label movement uh amongst other efforts is something to help you know generate and encourage conversation about mental health in the public space and that hopefully helps to address the stigma in our society and again there's other things other than stigma from outside there's also stigma from self so do Overcome that by, you know, talking to someone about his or her mental health challenges. And if you need to help, seek help, please do so as well. Uh, we have one final, 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 final question from a viewer, Christian Lim. He says, is mental health wellness something that you see yourself continuing beyond this pandemic? Um, I think partly because I, I myself know what it feels like mm -hmm. to struggle with a mental health issue. Um, I, I, I'm going to be making as much noise about right. it as, as, as I can. Uh, in fact, that's nicely segueing into me <laughs> making a little plug for, for, for Pangdemonium's um, upcoming production. Uh, it's, it's a play called The Mother oh. that was uh, written by Florian Zeller, who also wrote and directed uh, the film The Father. That's recently <laughs> okay. been... Yes, yes. He's very lazy with his titles. <laughs> the Father which we've produced on, on stage th three years ago. Mm -hmm. And then The Son, which was our last right, uh, show right, last right. year. And then uh, The Mother, uh, which uh, Pangdemonium is staging in August. Tickets on sale next week. Um, and it's about um, Mother, who is um, struggling with some severe mental health issues mm. and how her family is struggling to deal with um, her... Her meltdown right um awesome awesome brilliant play janice co is gonna knock it out of the park nice. please come and see it there you go all right uh i think with that that is it we have come to the end of this episode of the record guys uh thank you very much to our guests dr geraldine tan and adrian punk for being on the show with us and of course thank you guys very much for tuning in we hope we managed to answer some of your questions and until next time bye guys Bye.